of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. So nice of you all to be joining us once again so we can invade your ear holes with some wonderful wrestling talk. I am, as always, your host, Chris the Heat Matthews. He is Garrett. You guys talk too much, Mun. And he is Carl. Shut up, Garrett Crossland. What's going on, guys? Is thing Father uh, Christmas? Nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> Father Christmas? Maybe. Yeah, and this always snows when he comes out, so I thought he might be Father Christmas. Sting Father Christmas? He might be. He might be. Yeah, it plays into the uh, winter is coming thing, though. Yeah. Chris, I got I got my chalk. That's all you need to know. You got your chalk? Mm-hmm. Now you need. Now you just need five. You don't need three. You need five. Yep. <laughs> oh, tons of fun. Tons of fun. Lots of stuff going on this week. Big stuff. Big history-making headlines. We'll get into all that a little bit later. But first, uh, make sure you guys follow us on social media. uh, Twitter.com, WrestleGeddonPod with 1D. Facebook.com slash WrestleGeddonPod with 1D as well. Instagram at WrestleGeddonPod. We just put up the figure of the week uh, last Saturday. So we get a new one this Saturday as well. And that one was the... Uh, Bone Crunchers, Superstar Series, I think it was Series 5, Stone Cold Steve Austin, which was, in fact, the first figure that really set into the chain reaction of me collecting action figures, you know, especially wrestling. So that that's definitely the the catalyst there, which it's right here in front of me, too. So I'm going to head over to Instagram, check that out, and try to be posting more content on there as well. Um, and it won't just be wrestling figures for figure of the week. We're going to kind of dive into other uh, genres as well, because I have a wide array of stuff that I collect and it's, it should be pretty fun. So I probably have enough that I could do a figure of the day for like every single day for the next four years and not have it repeat. Garrett's seen my basement. He knows. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right. And as always, guys, check out the Fig Cave, a different kind of wrestling figure group. Fig Cave is a great place for folks to show off their collection, buy, sell and trade figures, discuss the hobby and so much more. Uh, You can find them on Facebook. Just search for the Fig Cave. Should be able to pop right up there. You can join the group that way. And also follow them on Instagram for a chance to win an Elite 77 Fiend. Uh, Once the page hits 200 followers and that Fiend figure is donated by the WrestleGen podcast. So definitely check that out. It's a free figure. It's the first elite fiend figure, the first fiend figure in general. So definitely want to get that into your collection. Even though we got that ultimate figure that's just shipping from ringside collectibles and will be showing up in retail stores relatively soon. But still, you need the the first elite fiend for your collection. So pretty sweet. So yeah. And follow uh Five Blaze, I think it's F A B L A Z E D 
on Pornhub. Uh, she's kind of hot. In this video I'm looking at, she's wearing like a, a red nighty. Uh, it's really good. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I don't. I don't question anything he says anymore. I yeah. Like zero. <laughs> five blaze. Follow five blaze on Pornhub. Check her out. The sad thing is, is he, you know, he doesn't like, he doesn't like write this shit down. It just, it's just in his brain. He's got like a, a memory bank of just stuff to talk about in his brain. It's great. That's why he's on the show. <laughs> keeps, keeps us on our toes. It does indeed. Oh man. So not a lot of news this week either. So let's jump into that real quick here. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 4 Oh, I do, get, I do have some news. You do have some news? I do have some news. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard it, but the wrestler Zeus... Um, Everybody oh, made him as Debo. Just saw uh, it Friday. Yeah, he passed away today. Man, it's crazy. Oh man, that that is terrible news. Man, um, oh, this is like that was big. That's that's big, man. Yeah, Zeus loved. Love No Holds Barred. It's one of my favorite movies. It's terrible. And Friday, too. Man, he was great in Friday. Actually, uh, I got to see um, Zeus and uh, Macho Man uh, take on uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Brutus Beefcake in a Stokage match. A little kid. Nice. One of the first nice. like wrestling memories I remember. I was probably like four or five. Man, that's terrible, but, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to um, Tommy Lister's family. Uh, definitely a, a shocking thing. So we just lost Pat Patterson this week, or last week, and we lose Zeus this week, man. That's that's terrible. So, um, like we always do, we'll take a uh, moment of silence in the memory of Tommy Tiny Lister, Lister also known as Zeus. Man, how? Man, it's always rough, like transitioning from those to like the other the other new stuff that we have. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let's just jump into it. Oh, Unfortunately, man. Goldberg made an announcement on the bump, and apparently, Roman Reigns is next. So we're all getting the WrestleMania match that nobody Vince McMahon wanted. Yeah. You know what? You know what his promo is going to be, Carl, when he comes back. What is it? He's not going to be. He, Roman's going to be in the ring, and they're going to see a promo of of Goldberg, and he's going to be sitting at the head of the table eating some food. 
he's gonna be like, "It's my table now, bitch." Hey, but it won't be it won't be Bill Goldberg. It'll be Goldberg from the Mighty Ducks, and it'll be eating the fucking salami. <laughs> <laughs> and fart, and I go, Goldberg. <laughs> oh man that is great awesome (laughs) oh man so we've got um, so we got that like nobody wants to see Goldberg anymore like I'm gonna say this like we had Sting show up on AEW last week and Sting's on AEW this week what they're doing with Sting is more compelling than what WWE could ever do with Goldberg because you know flat out that nine times out of ten Goldberg's gonna get in the ring he's gonna wrestle and he's gonna end up winning the title he's gonna hold that title and not show up for like two months and then show up and then lose the title like nobody cares well um I think he probably he's probably gonna lose uh it just how much is Vincent Mann gonna pay Goldberg to lose the Roman Reigns is the big question I say I'm I'm pretty sure to lose the reigns at mania like yeah. when he lost to Strowman, i'm pretty sure that's how it was supposed to go i just nobody wants to see that <clears throat> this match that's not even gonna be like a 10 minute match it's gonna be like three minutes and it's gonna be over i don't know maybe they could just like spear each other all night spear, <laughs> spear each other spear. kill each other spear <laughs> camera super punch spear by god roman just kicked out of the jackhammer goldberg just kicked out of the superman punch oh ridiculous (laughs) oh let's see what else is in here i thought i just saw something else too um shit i lost it the slammy. Yeah, I've got the slammies in there too. There, I, I just saw something else. While I was looking at um, oh. see if there's any other news for the week, and I just lost it. But um, yeah, so the slammies are returning. Uh, like we talked about last week, they actually announced a date. Uh, that is December twenty third, and the following categories you can vote for now up until Friday. So as you're listening to this. When it drops today, Friday, um, full disclosure, recording on Thursday. So when this comes out on Friday, it'll be your last day to vote for these the following categories, uh, which is Superstar of the Year, which is Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, Randy Boo. Orton, Braun Strowman, Boo. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Yay. Asuka, Sasha, Woo. Bailey, Becky, Charlotte. I'm uh, so you know with Randy Orton. Randy Orton. I I already voted. I think I picked the fiend. Damn it, Chris. What did you <laughs> vote for? Well, I voted for the fiend. <laughs> we I already know who Garrett voted for. I didn't vote at all. Oh, Splash Mountain. Didn't vote for Becky. Sorry, Splash Mountain. I mean, splash! You got it, Splash Mountain. <laughs> you know it, buddy. The long time for the wettest ride. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> we 
you really need to make that a shirt. I need to make that a shirt. So I think that one would actually sell. <laughs> oh man. So you got a uh, match of the year, which is Undertaker versus AJ Styles in the Boneyard match. New Day versus Hurt Business from the November 16th edition of Raw. Uh, Edge versus Orton, greatest wrestling match ever, Backlash 2020. The 2020 Men's Royal Rumble. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental Championship Tournament Finals, uh, June 12, 2020. Roman versus Jay Uso, the Hell in a Cell I Quit match. Oh my God, why is it on there? So. <laughs> <laughs> Sasha versus, <laughs> Sasha versus Bailey okay. in their Hell in the Cell match. AJ versus Sammy versus Jeff Hardy, Intercontinental Championship Triple Threat Lighter match from Clash of Champions. McIntyre versus Reigns, Survivor Series 2020, and Becky Lynch versus Asuka, Royal Rumble 2020. Right, I have to go with uh, um, AJ Styles, you, and Jeff Hardy, Intercontinental. That was exactly what I'm saying. Of all that, those matches, that was the best match. That's the one I voted for. Yeah, that was the best match. He handcuffed Jeff Hardy's ear. Right. That was the best. Yeah, I mean, the Boneyard match is pretty good, but yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> That's actually a rivalry, Lana versus the announced table. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> he put that in there just for her to win. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the next category oh is of the year. Which is Rollins versus the Mysterio family, McIntyre versus Edge versus Orton, Sasha versus Bailey, R Truth versus the World, and Lana versus the announced tables. Yeah, probably Sasha, Sasha uh, and Bailey. R Truth versus the World. I I actually I voted R Truth versus the World. Okay. <laughs> just just because it's R Truth. <laughs> Love R Truth. Uh, let's see, tag team of the year. Uh, the Golden Role Models, which, of course, is Sasha and Bailey, uh-huh. Naya and Shayna, The New Day, The Street Profits, Nakamura and Cesaro. Can we, you know, not vote for any of those things? <laughs> eh, I just voted for The New Day. So. Oh, God. <laughs> Curses likes pancakes. I don't, <laughs> out of all of them, like, The New Day is, be, is like the more impactful has been more like all successful this year like nakamura and cesaro were just kind of thrown together to begin with like it took a while for the street profits profits to get running and they hadn't even been on the main roster the entire street, year so, street profits are like a, a ripoff of new day in crime town the street profits are the poor man's crime time yeah they're that's, that's exactly what they're like the new day version of like if New Day was doing a parody of Crime Time, that's a street profit. <sighs> yeah, I voted for. I voted for the New Day. They just had. It just made more sense to me than everyone else that was on there. Yeah. Uh, then the final category that you can vote for Friday um, is Return of the Year: Edge, Roman Reigns, MVP, Goldberg, and Sami Zayn. Go um, unfortunately, same point as Edge, so nobody's talk. Nobody was talking about MVP. <laughs> I was actually it's sad because I was like, man, I, I'm glad MVP came. Yeah, I like MVP. 
You know it's going to be Edge. I like MVP oh, too. Like, Edge. like what they're doing with him in the Hurt business is fantastic. Like this is like the perfect role for him. Like he's more mouthpiece than wrestler, but can still wrestle if they need him to. To I mean, it's a perfect role for him. But um, the return of the year was definitely Edge. Like there's, there's no doubt about that one. At least for me. Yeah. So, like it was just like one of those things where you'd never thought you'd see Edge wrestle again, and here he comes out in the Royal Rumble match and. It was just, it was amazing. So, and then he gets injured, and we haven't seen one in like six months. <laughs> uh, so the next categories, which I'm assuming you can vote for next week, uh, stupid shit. Ring gear of the year: Charlotte Flair, Flair, Sasha Banks, Rollins, New Day, Bianca, Nakamura, Carmella. Well, with Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. I don't know what ring gear it is. Like, I mean, how can you vote on that without knowing that what ring gear? Yeah. Banks, man. I mean, I think I like Bianca. Bianca Bear, Belair, I think, has had some very unique and original ring gear, yeah. considering she makes it all herself, too. So. I'm going to go with Sasha Banks. Yeah. True. Well, I don't know, because she wears those, the, like, she wears those, like, stupid, like, skin-colored uh, tie. I, I, take, I take my... Um, I'm going to take mine for the better looking ass and go Seth Rollins. <laughs> Love that's, it. That's the man's ass right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think the New Days had some of the better ring attire, though, over the past year. <clears throat> uh, breakout star of the year. Dominic Mysterio, Bianca Belair, Otis, the Street Profits, and Murphy. Neither... None of the above. Um, the person, wait, 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 Carl. Person needs to be on this list isn't on there. Where's Where's Pat? Yeah, Pat's Pat McAfee needs to be on here. The, this is yeah, main roster. It's not where's NXT. Pat? Oh Whatever. my goodness! Yeah, garbage. Unfortunately, yeah. Because uh, I, I would probably say Dominic. I guess I don't know. Out of all of them, I think he's probably had the more impactful run. Like you think about, it, they bring him up, they bring him in, and he's autom- like instantly thrown into a high-profile feud with Rollins. Yeah. I mean Bianca just would oh. come up and played with her hair. Otis won yeah. the fucking worst she hadn't done fucking it. Money in the Bank match ever, and then lost his. I didn't even get to use it. <laughs> and then lost the briefcase. The Street Profits are just. I don't know. Stupid. The Street Profits, yeah, like I said, it took them a while to get rolling. Like, you can't really make, call them breakout because they didn't do anything besides, you know, comedy shit and then all that crap with the the War Raiders. It was just, yeah, it was dumb. So, I think out of all of them, Dominic had the better, yeah, better yeah, year. I would say so. Uh, female superstar of the year Asuka, Sasha, Bailey, Becky, and Charlotte. Well, two of those like didn't wrestle half the year, so. Um, yep. <clears throat> got that. I'm gonna go with Bailey. Sasha Banks or Bailey. I did. Um, I did Bailey. Bailey. I'm thinking. Yeah. Bailey. I think Bailey has had the best year. Like she finally, you know, came into like the heel character, and finally made it her own. And 
Like I think out of all of them, I think she had the best year. Yeah. Like a close second would be Oxley for me. Except now because they paired her up with Lana, and nobody wants to see that. Yeah. I don't. I'm not really sold on Oscar. That's okay. Garrett. Not everybody's ready for Oscar. Nope. You think Garrett, female superstar of the year? Oh, I said Bailey. Didn't you hear me? Oh, I didn't hear you. Oh, my bad. Bailey, Bale superstar of the year. McIntyre, Reigns, Orton, Strowman, and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Think you got to go with the go with Randy Orton? Absolutely. That would. I think, in all honesty, you can meet either one of those two. Like they've Orton has probably had the best year of his career, and like in 2020, like he's Orton's been like everywhere. Yeah. Oh, show. Shizzle. All right, so that's uh, that's the news. Like, there's not. Even, I don't have any figure news. Actually, I do. I have a little bit of figure news. Um, there are some preview. They're like, making a new Randy Orton. They're making a new John Cena. It's in the works because you know, always a new John Cena figure. There, coming. there actually is uh, a new John Cena figure. <laughs> there's a new uh, Roman Reigns figure coming because we gotta get his his new brand brand new shiny teeth. <laughs> I'm just fucking. I mean, but God, I'm always. I would be right if I said that every month. Every well, month I mean, you do need to wreck everything and leave. There more than likely is. There actually, there is a new Cena coming, but it's actually a um, ruthless aggression era Cena. So it's like in the like those little biker shorts that he used to wear when he'd always wear the color of like the the hometown. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whatever, whatever place they were going to. So that's coming. There is a Roman Reigns with a table they he's ahead of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was it? I can't remember where the freak I saw that. But there's a I know definitely there's a John Cena figure. <sighs> Shit balls, man. Probably a Rey Mysterio figure. As well. Uh I'm sure there's gonna be a new mysterial figure soon. I am looking forward. I would say, well, I'd be curious to know what the first Dominic figure is gonna be. Cause you know they're gonna make a Dominic figure soon. I'll probably be in a two pack. That was what I was thinking. It'll probably be in a two pack with Ray. I think it's gonna be a basic first, just to get the the figure out. What they, yeah. what they put one? Uh, It'll be a two pack with Ray, or be a two pack with or mom. a two pack with his mom. A two pack with his mom. A two pack with his sister. Oh, here we go. I got him. So you got that John Cena, the ruthless aggression era John Cena. We're getting a WCW debut Vader. Oh God! With a new mask head <laughs> and the the V hands, and he's going to come with the Mastodon helmet. And then we're getting a Wolfpack Scott Hall. Um, he'll have the ban- he'll have his bandana and the uh, thumbs up hands that we were supposed to get with the Target exclusive uh, Razor Ramon. And then he'll come with an NWO what shirt. Say, hey yo, hey yo. 
So those are the three um, that have been uh, teased so far. And that John Cena is from 2002. So it looks like he's got a um, Syracuse colors, orange and blue. Nice. Um, 2002 debut. Well, not debut, but they did make a debut Cena in the red and red and black tights. I want a fucking uh, John Cena with the fucking bling bling Buchanan. The, the bull Buchanan? You know what I'm talking about? Bling bling Buchanan? I'll think we'll, man, I don't think we'll ever get a Buchanan figure. You know, Dr. Thugonomic Cena. All right, so that, that's the news. That is the news. So we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to jump into our Get in the Ring segment, and we're going to run down. Let's talk about the uh, the big news in the ring. Kenny Omega, Impact, AEW. Whew, what a week. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back with that. After a brief word from our sponsors. Let me tell you something. Nobody knows more about being cool than the hitman. And let me tell you something. It is not cool to smoke. Be a survivor and don't smoke. Guys, let's get in the ring. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna try to to break down our get in the ring segment uh, just by doing like some of the bigger the points from each show. Um, there's really it, it's just not fun just sitting here rolling down like oh so and so beat so and so and blah blah blah. So I figure we talk a little bit more about like some of the bigger stuff going on. So uh, SmackDown outside of the, the Roman Jey Uso, Daniel Bryan, whatever the hell is going on over there. I don't even know. Cause it's not important. Big E gets new music and brings back the powder. I loved it. Loved it. It was great. That was like the only thing I saw for SmackDown. <laughs> oh man. So here's my thing. So they split the new day via the draft. And then, you know, the shield mm-hmm. breaks up. So you take the comparison of those two. Big E gets new music, but Roman Reigns is still using the shield music. Yep. So, like, when, when's it, when's it going to be well, time to get new music, Roman? And new pants. Why does he need new, why does he need new music? He needs, so he needs music, man. He, he needs not. This nobody wants to hear the Shield music. Like, he's been using it for like years. He needs how many? How many music has has Rollins gone through? Like, it's like every six months he gets a new music. Yep. And that's why. Maybe Seth he'll be like cool. uh, like Shawn Michaels and keep the same music. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. I just 
I just think they needed to separate him more from the shield and doing that by changing his ring attire and his music would have been the best way. No, I mean, cause you look at Rollins and Ambrose when they split, like Rollins completely changed his look. Ambrose like started wrestling in jeans and a t-shirt or a wife beater or whatever, which still what he wrestles in now. Ridiculous, but yeah, I, don't know. I just think you need new music. So, but yeah, but Big E's got new music, which is done by Big E, baby. some rapper that I don't know because I'm old. What's <laughs> 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 what's his name? It's um, I don't even zero clues. Yeah, I have no clue either. Pain, Kane, I don't mean something like that. Oh, good lord. Wale. Ah. That, that's what it is. Wale or whale or whoever it Wale. is. No, it's Wale. <laughs> Wale, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Right, that your, uh, black no, card, no, man. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh, that's okay. I think my white privilege card will get me farther. <laughs> Tell Rose. Uh, except, it doesn't, except it doesn't work at the checkouts. Tell Rose she's going to have to uh, expose you to the culture a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't even listen to that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my, my, my wife doesn't either. It's like crazy. Like she'll listen to like some R and B stuff and like some hip hop, but she doesn't listen to like that stuff. Yeah. Like I don't even listen to new rap. Like I my my rap stops with like Tupac and Biggie. Nah, I that, keep, that's it. I keep going. I listen, but I listen to more rap maybe, than my wife does. Maybe a little Master P and you know some Silk the Shocker if I'm feeling nostalgic. <laughs> Or if I want to make them say, oh, the na na na. So you don't like uh, City Girls? Uh, nope. No. Never even heard of them. Nope. Man. And honestly, I probably only listened to No Limit because they were on WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Chris's favorite rapper, fucking John Cena. In all honesty, word like probably the only reason why. I was like, "Oh shit, that's that dude on WCW." Let me go listen to his music. <laughs> Oh man! But anyway, yeah. So Biggie gets some new music, and that's pretty much the highlight of SmackDown. So, uh, for me anyway, there's more like Sasha, Carmella stuff, and nobody cares. So, uh, let's get into uh, first the event of the weekend: War Games. War Games. War Games. Did you see that so, like, video you of, like, all the people trying to say it like him? Yeah, that, that's how you do. 
like you have to say it like regal now. There's no other way to say wall games. You have to say it like regal. I know. I'm just saying. Like, did you see the video of like all the like NXT people trying to say it like him? Yeah. <laughs> you can say it like He's wall games. Wall. 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 No, it's war. It's wall. No, you're saying war. It's war. That's like that right, so let's get into wow. this. Ooh, good God, yeah, what is it good for? I like the uh, the Henry Rollins Bone Thugs cover of that one. From the Small Soldier soundtrack. <laughs> oh, pretty good. I'm such a cracker. <laughs> I think his name's Will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he needs to spell it correctly. It needs to be Wall and then space E. Like I'm pretty sure it is. All right. To me, that looks like Whale. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) It's not like he's going to listen to this anyway. He might. Well then, we'll get we'll get a shout never, out for uh, mispronouncing his. Probably, his biggest hits is is probably the uh, Nike boots. You ever heard that song? Fire than the rest no. of them. Fire than the rest of them. Still got my Nike boots. Nope. You should listen to it. That's good. Yeah, I'll pass on that one. I'll send you the link after the show. You'll like it. Um, I'm good. I'll, I'll stick with Run DMC. <laughs> No, dude. <laughs> this is better than DMC. Wale is good. There's no one better than King Box. Wale, Wale is good, dude. Uh, maybe. We'll see. I'll give it a listen. It's just, it's just not my cup of tea. I'm still listening to like 2000 eras like alt metal. So, because <laughs> the new stuff sucks. Uh, anyway, war games, wall games. We kick off the show with the women's wall games match with Team Candace taking on Team Shotzi. This was a great opening match. Except, except <laughs> for <Big> hammer. So I was uh oh, man. I was gonna make a meme but I couldn't I couldn't find like a still picture of it and I don't have enough time to like download the video and then freeze it and take a screenshot of it. But uh <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna do a meme of like uh it's like a friend, uh wrestling's fake and then I was gonna put me. No, it's not fake, it's just predetermined. And then put a picture of them using the hammer. <laughs> and then be like, oh, no, it's fake. <laughs> just, just the hammer fake. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, outside of that, it was great. Like, EO finally getting in the ring and, like, putting a garbage can overhead and diving yeah, that's onto everyone was pretty awesome. Lots of cool spots in that match, but, like... Shotzi's new tank. How awesome was that? And that little nerf blaster on the front of it. 
Oh, that was awesome. So, apparently, uh, Dakota got injured and Candace got injured. <laughs> yeah, that was what I was going to say earlier. I heard that Candace broke her arm. Yeah. Which makes me wonder if she was supposed to get the pin on EO, but because she broke her arm, they made Raquel do it. Yeah. So. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. I think the wrestler would have yeah. broke her arm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Kurt Angle won two gold medals with a broken freaking neck. Well, I'm just saying, like, I've had a broken arm. Yeah. Like, you know, after like a couple of days, you can still do shit with it. That's like not full of strength. But like women's wrestling, they don't do like a whole lot of strength stuff anyway. It's more of like, um, like cinema, like fast paced stuff. Yeah. Oops. Again, that could be that could be the reason, but uh, yeah. So we had starting this match off. Dakota Kai and Ember started the match off, which was pretty solid. And then we had who else came in? So Team Shotzi had the advantage from the ladder match. Was it Shotzi was the second one in? Then she grabbed like the uh, yeah, she grabbed the toolbox and the crowbar. Yes, yeah, I think so. I don't remember. Yeah, I think Shotzi was the second one in. Because um, it was Shotzi and then it was... was or it might have been Ripley. No, Ripley came in after um, Raquel did. Yeah. Raquel was uh, the next one in for Team Candace. And then EO was one of the... I don't, I don't remember the what, order that what they came crazy in, but, though, like Shotzi. What's crazy is the fucking two bar. Oh, we lost Carl. Always. <laughs> Always when he goes on the rant. <laughs> but no, he's talking about like the toolbox. So like that is actually going to talk about that too. Like they bring in the toolbox and the only thing they used out of it was that fake ass hammer. They didn't use anything else in that toolbox. They didn't even use the toolbox. Right. So it's like, what is up with that? Like, we're going to bring this in. We're not going to use it. You're bringing in a crowbar. We're not going to use the crowbar. Like, what the hell? Motherfuckers. Which is not cool, man. When you bring all this shit in here and you're not going to use it. Messed up. Oh, man. Carl, come back. Carl, come back. <laughs> you can blame oh, it on this podcast streaming service. <laughs> and then we it had, um, was wrong to kick you out, but you'll be back. And then Eel starts bringing in ladders and chairs, and like they just won't let her in the ring between Raquel and um, the other one. Oh, yeah, uh, Tony. Tony Storm. Yep. yep. Carl, what were you saying about the toolbox? Uh, I was saying it was probably more deadly than the fucking hammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure it was. Likely. Yeah. And then we we're talking about um how EO started bringing in like ladders and chairs and and crap, but couldn't get, but wasn't being allowed in the yeah. ring. She was literally the last person in the ring 
because she I think she was the the last one out for Team Shotzi. And they just would not let her get in the ring. So then she finally, you know, climbs to the top of the cage and dives out, dives in on everybody. And then, you know, War Games finally starts. So you're finally able to start pinning people because the EO finally got in the ring. But, like, after that, like, it was just nonstop. It was, like, chairs, ladders being used. And it was just, it was insane. It was a great, great opening contest, like we said before. Um, So Team Candace picks up the win. Uh, as we said, um, Raquel picked up the pin on uh, Io Shirai. So hopefully we'll see Raquel and Shirai at some point for the title. Um, I'm pretty sure we're going to get uh, Tony Storm versus Ember Moon relatively soon, probably at the next TakeOver event, uh, which is New Year's Eve. I'd rather take on Tim Storm. <laughs> take on Tim Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right. So we go from that to actually, well, results. So we, you guys both pick Team Candace to win. I pick Team Shotzi. So that's uh, one point for both of you guys. Uh, what was next? What was next? It was um, Thatcher and Champa. Champa. Yep. Which was a great match. Oh, uh, they they beat the hell out of each other. Oh my god, did they? Like, like some people were saying it wasn't the the best match on the event, but yeah. it was still pretty good. I like compared to everything else, there wasn't a lot of high flying. This was strictly Rattle. like grappling, right. ground and pound, like a straight up wrestling yeah. match. And which, honestly, I loved it. Which I thought it was which, Carl. I told Chris the reason I think I felt like a lot of people felt that way was because this match had, like, the least amount of build-up, like, from yeah. the other matches, where everything else had, like, more build-up. This match was literally put together the Wednesday before TakeOver. Yeah. Right. It was good, though. Like, I don't help a match. So, like, wrestling yeah. one-on-one. I mean, those two guys can fucking wrestle-wrestle. Yeah. But when you go to when you look at like obviously it's the start of something between Champa and Thatcher because yep. when you go into this week's NXT like it continued more with Thatcher coming out to ringside while Champa was wrestling Cameron Grimes so like it's going to continue this really was just the starting point and I think it was a great starting point because these guys oh my god it was just brutal so but apparently it's a thing where Thatcher has to. Thatcher's ear bleeds in every match that he's in. Right. Hey, at least so, there was blood. We had two cage good. matches, and we get fucking blood. And no blood. <laughs> right. <laughs> but with that one, uh, Carl picked Thatcher to win. Uh, Garrett and I both picked Champa. So that's two points for Garrett, one point for me, one point for Carl. All right. Okay, holla, holla, holla. Let's... <laughs> uh, let's see. We go from that one to was the strap match that was next or the North American Championship? Uh, I think it was the strap match. Uh, I think it was too. Yeah, for a little out of order, it's all good. Uh, so, yeah, so let's go. Strap match Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. This was a fun match too. Yeah, that was good. Like, 
And I think I think it was a solid ending to the 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 story arc between uh, Loomis and Grimes. Oh, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, of course, Loomis picks up the win with the the silence silencer. Yeah, he's called the silence. So that's what he uh, calls I don't know what the, the hell it's called. I can't remember. Whatever it's Art called, of silence or something like that. So whatever it's called, it works for him. Yep. And uh, I'm trying to think. Was there any like big spots in that match? Oh, the end. Like they freaking when he hogtied Grimes. Yeah. Before putting them in that sleeper. They did do yep. like um, the blindfold too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they put blindfold the blindfold on Loomis. <laughs> it was a good match. I love Cameron Grimes. Loomis is great too. Like these guys worked very well together. Like right from like Halloween Havoc up to this. It was a great build. And even Grimes on um, NXT this week with Chompa was a phenomenal match. Like Grimes can go. This dude, Grimes has like a lot of uh, future potential. It's just the the southern like the redneck redneckish backwoods type gimmick that they got him in. Like I don't know how well that will translate from the the hardcore NXT audience to like the to a main roster. Like he's gonna like if he saves that gimmick and goes to Raw or SmackDown, he's he's gonna be straight up like Santino Morella and just be used as a, a straight comedy gimmick. Yeah, if he goes to the main roster, then it's at the like. Get him some loose pants and like some face paint, and he can be like the lost Hardy Boy or something. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was trained by the Hardys. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Carl and I both picked Cameron. Uh, Garrett picked Loomis. So far, Garrett has got a clean sweep going on here. Yeah, but so three points match, for Garrett. This next match fucked me over. <laughs> so who do you think North American think would, Championship? Who do you think would win threat. in a staring contest? Uh Loomis or uh Macho Man? <laughs> oh, that's a tough that one. Tough. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I would have to say, like, I don't even see Loomis blink. <laughs> I know, I don't either. So like I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give the edge to Loomis on that one over over Savage. I hate to say it, but I think Loomis would definitely beat Savage in a staring contest. Just for the sheer fact that I never see him blink. <laughs> <laughs> and that's hard too, like to keep your eyes open that long and then they like, you know start to water and then you gotta blink. Think Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, definitely Loomis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. North American triple threat match. Uh, That's Leon Ruff defending against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. This this was pretty much what you'd expect like, well, that we've seen over the last couple of weeks between the three of these guys and singles matches, tag team matches, whatever. Um, Gargano does pick up the win and becomes the North American championship North American champion was third time, second third time, time, third time, third time with the help of a bunch of ghost faces. And then one is revealed to be Austin theory. So Austin theory is back on TV and helping Johnny Gargano, which we saw on this week's NXT, um, Indy Hartwell, Gargano theory and Candice, are now called the way. 
with the uh, ghost faces, it would have been better <laughs> off like if they had like one of them answer their cell phone. You know? Uh, but it was from I didn't see a whole lot of this matchup because I was dealing with the kids but uh, it seemed like a pretty solid match from the little bit that I saw yeah it was pretty good it wasn't a match of the night or anything but it was it was a solid match oh yeah but it's like I said it's, it's definitely everything that you expected and I expect Leon Ruff to go on to uh, 205 Live or, you know, compete for the Cruiserweight title at some point. You know, kid's got a solid future. Like, he's pretty solid in the ring. And to get that rub as a North American champion, winning the title off of Gargano, like his first title defense, yeah. Like, that's – they definitely got plans for Leon into coming into the future. So, Yep. But, uh, yeah, so you guys both – Carl and I both picked Gargano. Garrett picked Leon to retain – uh, Garrett just blew his clean sweep. Well, you know, I I didn't know uh, fucking Ghostface was gonna be a dick, so I, was, <laughs> I didn't predict that. He, he's never seen the screen lately. Uh, nope. So that puts Garrett at what three? I mean, I think Garrett won. Uh, but... Me at yeah, I'm sure. So it's three, two, and two, if I'm correct on that. But, uh, yeah, Garrett's end up winning anyway. So, because uh, this match, the men's war games match, we all picked Undisputed Era to win. We we're all correct on that one. Dude, Pat McAfee just, I don't know. Like, when he took on that, that singles match with Adam Cole, like, he really, like, you know, shut the doubters up with that one. And he put on a pretty solid performance. So he took between this match and that first match, he made Gronk look like a bitch. Yeah. Like a whiny, scaredy bitch. Well, I mean, Gronk is a bitch. Fuck you, Gronk. (laughs) And the Tampa Bay (laughs) fucking Buccaneer. You're talking about someone who had to have a 70 year old man show him how to dive off a, you know, 20 foot balcony. And here's fucking Pat McAfee climbing up to the top of a steel cage and doing a freaking like senton off the cage onto a crowd of people and then getting thrown off the top rope through a table. And Gronk's whining about doing a dive off a, you know, off of 20 feet. Like, dude, Pat came to play and he showed like exactly like how serious he could be with this. And like that, that, to me, like sold, and like, and after those two matches, thing, sold. Another thing he did too was uh, he continued the storyline because on his podcast Monday he wore a neck brace. Absolutely. So that was, hey, just phenomenal. Like Pat is a great heel. He has great um, energy, charisma. Like, if he really set, sets, you know, forth to pursue professional wrestling, he could have a pretty dis- decent run. Yeah. Like, honestly, I like, really, he's got the athletic ability to do it, obviously, you know, you know, just being a punter. But, you know, they still have to be in pretty good shape regardless. So, and the athleticism with him doing the senton off the cage, like, not really hesitating on it, 
and like a couple of the bigger spots that he participated in in the War Games match, which just was great. So kudos to Pat. He's, he was definitely the MVP of that match. So, But um, Kyle O'Reilly ended up picking up the win for Undisputed Era, which was awesome. So big things coming for O'Reilly on that as well. So that this other part. That was a great match. Yep. Um, but I did love how they uh they're pulling out the how the kings are pulling out the the tables. Each one had a, a different uh undisputed era name on it. Yeah. And not a single person from the undisputed era went through those tables. No, I thought Bobby Fish went through one. Did Bobby, Bobby oh that's right, through, Bobby yeah. Fish did go yeah. through one. Yep, and then um, I think it was the, the rest one, of the because I think they put Pat through. Pat went through the Adam right. Cole table. The uh, O'Reilly table was propped up in the middle of the two rings. Who went through that one? I think Dunn went through I that. Think, one. Yeah, I think he did too. And then one of and like Birch or um, Oni went through the other yeah. one. Yeah. Or both, or both of them. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was a great match. War Games overall. War Games was a fantastic pay per view. Like NXT never disappoints yeah. when it comes to their their takeovers. So. Yeah, it was definitely I'm so better glad that they brought than this back. Yeah. Held in a cell, and uh, it oh, probably God. be better than TLC. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a single match outside of Orton and Wyatt on TLC that I really want to see. Same. So, like it's really just biding time till Edge can come back. That's pretty yeah. much all it is. And this, like, I'm, I'm kind of really interested like in AJ Styles said. and McIntyre, but I mean, I, I really like AJ Styles. We know how that's going to end. Like, oh, he uh, he's scared of McIntyre and all this shit. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, you get the athletic ability to fight him like we've seen you wrestle before. But Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, I I think Styles, honestly, I think he should end his career in Impact or Ring of Honor or AEW somewhere where he can be the AJ Styles that, that we know he can be. Yeah. Like instead of being this watered down Jabber. WWE version of AJ Styles. Uh, but I know he said he's going to finish up his career in WWE, but, you know, things can change. Um, Even if it's like just, you know, three, four matches and impact or something and teaming with Gallus and Anderson. Um, Like I'd rather see that than, than like another two years of WWE AJ Styles. Yeah. It's just like it's one of those things where you know, yeah, he's had some great title runs and he's been given some other stuff, but it's always like if you're not created by WWE, you're not like one of the guys that come up through the performance center, all this other stuff. It's like eventually you're just gonna get you know pushed off to the side in favor of like your Ortons and your Wyatts and Cena's and all those other people. So I mean, look what they've look what they've done with Shinsuke since he's been on the main roster. Yeah. yeah. Especially recently. It's like they have nothing to do for them. Yeah. So. Mid card. Hey, okay, the mid card. 
right but uh sidetracked uh, we did we also got a, a killer cross teaser uh during war games as well which was awesome the announcers were acting like they had no clue what was going on like they didn't know that was killer cross i thought it was thing you know we haven't seen that before i thought it was thing at first <laughs> I, thought I, was, it was thing. I thought i was like <laughs> damn he's standing up on both of them <laughs> <laughs> they're sitting there like the freaking like crow on that or the vulture and they're just like oh my god what's that what's that and you, you know she couldn't hear the vulture at all. Yeah. So I think that was like recorded earlier than added into the video. <laughs> but yeah. So that was that was War Games. Like I said, War Games is great. Um, so then we go from that into Raw. A couple of takeaways from Raw. We can talk about real quick. Um, we did have Randy Orton on the Firefly Funhouse, which then turned into later on in the night, Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, which did end in a no contest. Um, Orton went for the RKO, and as he was hitting it, the lights went out. Uh, then lights come back on, and we see the Fiend laying next to Orton, and then he throws on the mandible claw. Match is thrown out as he you know, chokes out Orton with the claw. So, like I said, that's about the only thing I'm looking forward to for TLC, Orton versus Wyatt. Like, I'll watch. Obviously, I'm going to watch the pay-per-view, but... I mean, I mean, it's gotten a bigger really a whole lot on there. It's gotten a bigger build on Raw. Like, I mean, they are doing stuff with uh, McIntyre and AJ Styles, but it was like, um, uh, like a two on four or some shit. Like, I can't remember. But yeah, uh, I mean, it was kind of lackluster. Um, you know, they did the little thing where oh, AJ Styles was scared to tag in the fight Drew McIntyre, but yet it's going to burst him in a TLC match. Um. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Randy Orton, uh, Bray Wyatt, I mean, has a, a bigger bigger build, and I think they're stupid if they don't make that the main event because, like, I'd rather see that than uh, AJ Styles, Drew McIntyre, or Kevin Owens, uh, Roman Reigns. In all honesty, they're probably going to make Roman and Owens the main event. Yep. Because I guarantee you Goldberg will show up at TLC. Yep. And that's how they're going to close out the show is with Goldberg spearing Roman. Or a stare down between Roman and Goldberg. Something. Like it's it's that end of that show is going to have Goldberg involved in it somehow. Maybe they'll come out in a grass skirt and dance the hula. <laughs> <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> oh, are you aching? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> uh, we had the uh, the hurt business in action on Raw too, which uh, we saw Kofi versus Shelton. Uh, Kofi defeats Shelton, and then immediately after gets challenged by Cedric Alexander. Um, Cedric picks up the win on Kofi, uh, continuing Shelton and Alexander's push for the uh, Raw Tag Team Championships, which I'm sure will be. Actually, I think this is going to get added to TLC: um, New Day versus Hurt Business. For the tag titles, I'm here for. I hope, I hope like, that that, I hope that is too. something that I want and to I see hope, too. I hope they give Hurt Business the fucking titles. I'm like, goddamn, I'm tired of it. They need to give the Hurt Business the titles now. And then you got um, and on top of that, you had Hardy versus Lashley. And I think we're going. I think we're going to get Jeff Hardy versus Lashley for the U.S. title too at TLC. Maybe. 
you know, like I'm all about the hurt business. Like I, anything like involving them is fantastic. Like that's, that's some of the best work that these four guys have done in years, especially Shelton and Cedric and, and Lashley. This is like the best sub Lashley's done since impact when he held all the damn titles. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was definitely a hundred times better than that shit with Lana. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> What you notice, like, I know we talked about it before, but when Lana was with Lashley, like, they made her makeup darker. Yep. And now that they split them up and she's been, you know, doing her single stuff, you know, getting put through the table, like, every, about her for, like feud, 10 weeks her now. Feud with the announce table? Yeah, her feud with the announce table. Her makeup is lighter. So it's like, but nobody's been saying anything about it. Like during that whole time when she was with Lashley, it's like nobody was saying anything about her, like getting increasingly darker every week. And then all of a sudden she's like back to like white girl Lana. Well, I mean, her, her thing with Bobby Lashley was like over the summer, right? So she's nice and dark. Yeah. And then now that's cold outside, you don't go out as often. So you get lighter. Yeah, that's not what it was. <laughs> they they pretty much had Lana in blackface. So. <laughs> <laughs> Call a spade a spade. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but whatever. Vince is racist. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, let's get to NXT this week. Uh, we kick off the show with Finn Balor. The Prince is in the ring, uh, looking for a new challenger. So we get Dunn, O'Reilly, and Priest out. Um, each one, you know, throwing their name in the hat, trying to go Balor into giving them a match for that NXT title. And then we see Finn just leave as the three of them are arguing. And then Scarlet returns. That's the best thing about cross returning is we get Scarlet back. <laughs> so she's standing at the, she does a little walk around Finn. And then Finn looks at her and goes, let me guess. I know what you're going to say. Tick. Talk. And then he goes, you know what? When he's ready, Finn is ready. I am here for Balor versus Cross. You think uh, he unretires uh, Demon? I would not be surprised if the Demon, if we, maybe not their first match, because you know they're going to have more than one match. So it'll probably be like a second match or something. Maybe, you know, Finn wins, but barely, or, you know, Finn loses, then, you know, they, he challenges Cross again. Mm-hmm. Like one of those things where Cross gets the upper hand on him, beats him down, something, and maybe we'll see the return of the demon that way. But I think, I know we're going to get Cross versus Priest first, since uh, Priest pretty much called Cross a bitch for sending Scarlet to do her, his work for him. Um, so Priest ended up getting jumped backstage by Cross. Uh, he got jumped on the coming down to interfere with Gargano talking trash. Oh, yeah, that's right. No. <clears throat> Either way, he still got jumped by Cross. Got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> then he left in a, in a <sighs> car that was just so conveniently waiting outside for him. It's always, always. always. They're always conveniently <laughs> waiting. 
Just like can Kenny and Callis ran out of impact. There was a car conveniently waiting for him or um dynamite last week. There's a car conveniently Which, there. The funny thing with that to me was how do you have this hellacious match with Ambrose, but you can just perfectly run on your feet like nothing happened to you like for like probably what? Who knows how many meters it was to a fucking car <laughs> not even close to the fucking stadium. It's it's okay. He got that second win from hitting Ambrose with the microphone. Right. My bad. It's like it's like all that excess energy that Ambrose had. Like transfer no to Omega oh, through the microphone. It was all that anger and rage he got from him hitting his, him his hitting him, Ambrose hitting his family. He all that pent up anger and rage gave him that adrenaline rush he needed. <laughs> oh, give him something. With a son of a bitch. <laughs> now you're messing with a son of a bitch. Yeah, so that was um, I don't know. There's oh, like I said, there's always a car conveniently placed somewhere outside the door, like when they're trying to run out. Or somebody's gonna die. <laughs> yeah. RP Vince. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Limo exploded and shit dropped on him. <laughs> How many times has Vince died? He's the fucking he's fucking kidney. Vince has died almost as much as a Marvel as a as an X-Men character. <laughs> he might as well be in the X-Men. Might as well be Jean Grey. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. so yeah, NXT, we had uh so Cross Attacks Priest. Uh we have Chompa take on Grimes. Great match. Which was a great matchup in that as well. Like Grimes really took it to Chompa. Like there was some parts like Sometimes in a row, I thought Grimes was actually going to pick up the win over Chompa. Yeah. Like, and I was kind of half expecting it because you think, because Grimes has victories over Finn and like a couple other bigger names in NXT. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised if he picked up that win over Chompa. So, but um, we saw, like we mentioned earlier in our NXT uh, coverage, that, you know, Thatcher had come out and sat ringside, didn't interfere in the match. Waited until after the match and then jumped Grimes and uh and broke Cameron's like basically. So like pretty much. <laughs> it was uh it was pretty solid. <laughs> then uh that one dude that's what Thatcher came out and tried to interfere though too, and uh Ciampa cut him off halfway through the match. But I'm I'm here for Ciampa versus Thatcher. Like these guys just War games just beat the shit out of each other, and I'm here for more of that. Like, if that's all they're gonna do is beat the shit out of each other, I'm good with it. Yep. Uh, let's see what else. The main event we saw Ember take on Raquel Gonzalez, which was a pretty good matchup as well. Um, I don't know, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna like diss an Ember Moon match, like, because I'm a huge Ember Moon mark. That's no secret there. But you can't beat me. Yeah, I know. Just shut it. Shut your mouth. <laughs> we all know by now. Everyone <laughs> listens to this podcast fucking knows by now, Chris. You say it all the day of time. No one gives a shit. You're just jealous because you're unde- you're not undefeated against Ember Moon and Words with Friends. It's okay. Yep. It's okay. 
Oh man, what am I looking at? I cannot remember who won this damn match. I was it was Raquel I'm that sure won, it right? was because after it was Raquel and uh, Ripley in the ring together and stared down. Yeah, Raquel won. So. All right, so NXT NXT wasn't bad this week. Uh, let's get into. So we're going to talk Impact first before we get into Dynamite, just because um, Kenny Omega appearing on Impact for the first time as AEW champion, which closed out the show. Uh, Prior to that, we had the uh, final first-round matchup in the Knockouts Tag Team Championship Tournament, which was uh, Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly taking on the team of Taya and Rosemary. Uh, Taya and Rosemary did win, so they're advancing to the next round. Uh, Deanna and Kimber are out. Uh, there is an Impact event. Uh, final resolution is this weekend. They did announce that Deanna will be defending the Knockouts Championship against Rosemary. So that's uh, something for you guys to look forward to as well. So I still believe I have Impact Plus for another month. So I will definitely be checking out Final Resolution this weekend, mainly for Deanna versus Rosemary. Kind of interested in that one. Uh, but the big thing everybody turned into, 750,000 people tuned into Impact this week. Highest ratings that they've had in a long-ass time. All thanks to Kenny Omega being on there for five minutes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so basically, it boiled down to this. They, um, I think I sent you guys the YouTube yep. link, right? Or tagged uh-huh. you guys in it? Yes. Okay. So... Basically, Don Callis and Omega changed the championship nameplate from John Moxley to Kenny yes. Omega. That's like literally the first thing that they did when they sat down. And then Omega started talking about being a collector after they ran through, you know, the history, Don Callis' history with Omega, which they did again on Dynamite. So they go through that and Omega's like, yeah, I collect comics, but you know what? I'm also going to be a belt collector. So basically... We're getting an Omega, it seems like an Omega story arc where he's going to go after championships. He basically says, I'm the champion, and I go where I please and defend this belt where I please and take on anybody that I want. So we already know they have an open a working relationship with NWA, obviously, because Serena Deeb is the NWA women's champion who is also under contact contract the AEW because we've seen Thunder Rosa. So there's a possibility there of Nick Aldis and Kenny Omega, which I know Garrett's here for that all day long. Yep. <laughs> so you have that. You have Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega, which would be a really great matchup as well. So just those two would it, would it, promotions would it right there. Swan? He, it wouldn't be uh it wouldn't be Moose. It wouldn't be Moose. No, because Moose isn't recognized as as a champion. Because uh, the, the TNA title is not recognized by Impact as an actual championship. But yet it gets defended. Because numerous times. Yeah, because that's, that's what Moose does. Like, Moose is defending that title like it's an actual title. Like, uh, like Brian um, Cage does the uh, unrealistic title. The FTW championship. Yeah. 
The um, Scott Demore has called the TNA championship numerous times to Moose's face a prop. (laughs) But yeah, so that's that. That was the whole thing with Kenny Omega and Don Callis was literally like maybe 10 minutes tops, maybe a little less than that. But that boosted impacts ratings like 750,000 people. And most of the reactions that I saw, like people actually tuned in to watch the entirety of impact. And a lot of people were pleasantly surprised at how much, how, how much better impact has become since the last time that they watched it, which was maybe like five, six years ago. So, so hopefully they'll stay, t- they'll stay tuned in next week. And not continue the watching last impact. time I've watched impact. <laughs> I think the last time I watched impact was when, uh, uh Sting was on there. Bully Ray was on there. <laughs> about the same time Sting was on there. <laughs> yeah. Sting was on there. Mm-hmm. Sting was in his uh, Joker. That, that's the, his Joker Sting or whatever. And that's an impact was good during that time frame too. Like when they're, because you had Kurt Angle, you had Hulk Sting, um, Hulk Hogan. Like it was kind of like Hogan being in there. Hogan and Bischoff kind of were the downfall. Like after that impact started falling off and going down like the deep end. But like with just like prior to Hogan and Bischoff coming in, like you still had Kurt Angle and Sting and Ric Flair and Jay Lethal. And like these guys were putting on great matches at AJ Styles, Mojo, Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, like the X division was thriving, the knockouts division was thriving. But now people can see that you know those divisions are thriving again. With, under the Anthem banner with Impact, the Knockouts division is probably like the second best women's division in the U.S., um, only behind NXT's. And then even WWE's main roster, like like NXT, WWE overall has the best women's division. Like Impact is very close second. Like there's really no, and AEW is only going to benefit from having access to like Rosemary and Taya and Havoc and Nevea and guys like, and other women like that. But I mean, it's like a win-win here for both these companies. So. Uh, right. So we'll go impact. We'll go into AEW uh, dynamite. We had the interview with sting. Did you guys see the interview? with sting? Oh, I, did. I didn't know. I seen him come out. Like I watched him coming out. That's why I got the whole, is he father Christmas? Cause it snowed again. It's like they had a bunch of snow left over from Glacier's entrance, so they used it for Sting. (laughs) (laughs) It's been sitting in a TNT warehouse for like 20 years. (laughs) It's like, hey, let's, hey, can you guys get rid of the snow? Yeah, we'll use it for Sting's entrance. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm trying to like shine laser lights on them too. But, um, yeah, so basically the whole thing was staying like he pretty much said, you know, he's you know, glad to be back and he's in AEW for the long run. Um, basically, Singh's going to finish his career in AEW. That's I don't see any doubt in that one at all. Like whether or not he's going to wrestle is a whole other story because I really don't think Sting can. I don't think Sting can wrestle anymore. I think if he takes a bump, I think he's going to die. Maybe it's his plan. Die in the ring. 
But um, uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, what else? He uh, basically said, you know, a lot of things have changed, but he still sees things that are familiar and it makes him feel at home. And as he's saying that, he looks into the crowd, you know, in you know, that little section where Darby Allen sits by himself and, you know, staring down Darby. And then, you know, and he says to Cody, he's like, you know, I'm not here for you. You know, like, I know you know everything that's going on. He said, but I'm not here for you yet. He's like, you know, like I always say, the only thing for sure with Sting is that nothing is ever for sure. And then he walks out of the ring. So, I mean, it wasn't really didn't give his intentions on being there, but it's got something to do with Darby Allen, uh, whether or not he's going to be like a mentor type thing for Darby or if he's actually going to try to wrestle uh. Darby. Which I think if he actually tries to wrestle Darby, Darby's going to kill him. I think it might be uh, what we do, uh, you know, Sting, Arn Anderson, and Jake the Snake, uh, and Tully Blanchard have like a tag team match, you know, Tully and Arn. Uh, Speaking of Jake the Snake, every time I see him come out to the ring with Lance Archer, I swear he is fucking either high on drugs or he's the drunkest fucking person in there. He's fucking waddling out to the stage that he can barely stand. Looks old as dirt. Ugh. I know. He is old as dirt, but he's also he's been sober he for just years looks like though. like a fucking drug dude walking <laughs> out there. I, it's I partially, know. it's probably you know, his know hips, his knees, is. stuff it's like just, that, man. It's just funny but. to me. Yeah, but Jake's Jake's been sober for years. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to DMP. Just watching. My dad left coat. Yeah, I know. I oh, I think he. I think he. He, he probably like yeah. relapsed. Well, like uh, even on the DDP documentary, he like relapsed a couple times. So I mean, he, he probably relapses every once in a while. But yeah. I don't think he's relapsed mm-hmm. since that documentary. Yeah, At least nothing that's made like headlines or anything. But yeah. uh, let's see. So we had that. We had Sting. Um, got a few matches in there. We had Abaddon take on some jobber. Uh, apparently, she's still playing towards Sheeta's AEW Women's Championship. So eventually, creepy. we'll see that, which nobody really wants to see. Yeah. Um, I don't recall like anything else from like, the women's it. division. Yeah, cause I don't remember seeing Sheeta on there. I don't well, remember Thunder Rosa or Rip Baker. And hit that kendo shot on Abaddon. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then like as she's leaving, Abaddon like fucking does the Undertaker get up. Yeah, I was kind of like half paying attention because I'm not really sold on the Weird. Abaddon character. So. Yeah, like I said it's like a it's like a wish version of Rosemary. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, like the big chunk on here was uh, Kenny Omega's interview. Oh no, let me the Shaquille O'Neal interview. I forgot to put this in here. Let's talk, talk a little bit about, about, that about Shaquille O'Neal. No, we don't need to talk, you know, about, need to talk about that. Acting a fool. Ha 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 ha! Acting a fool. 
this is my thing is that people thought Shaq was coming in there to wrestle. Based that entire interview he put over Jade. That's it. So basically what's going to happen is just if if he does wrestle, it's going to be a tag match. It's going to be him and Jade versus Cody and Brandy. If that does happen. If anything, it'll probably be Shaq in the corner of Jade as she wrestles Brandy while Cody and Arn and Dustin and QT Marshall and uh, um, the gun club Club and Lee Johnson all stand at ringside. What if... uh... What if because uh, Rodzilla that, that's and Carl Malone make their uh, return to wrestling? <laughs> triple threat match. Now. Well, well, at least we know. At least we know Carl right. Malone knows the diamond cutter, <laughs> and he probably does it better than QT Marshall. So. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, that whole thing with Shaq, like he told like Brandy, he's like, you know, while your arms in that sling, maybe you need to pay close attention to Jade. And then Brandy threw like a glass of water in his face, and Shaq just looking there, like, like that meme going around with like him, like doing like the little shoulder shimmy. Yeah, like he had that look on his face, like, like he's it, doing that. Another so, match you're missing from like, AEW. So stupid. Um, the main Which event. One? Oh my god. Oh, yeah, 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 with the main event. That's why you forgot. Oh yeah, MJF versus Orange Cassidy with the ring. I'll say Carl knew. Carl knew and he was gonna yeah. forget. <laughs> that match that match turned into it was a good oh, match and it turned into a Orange Cassidy's in Hey. <laughs> it wasn't even that. Like you had like the whole inner circle ends up coming out there, and then Miro comes out and takes out everybody, like the best friends in Orange Cassidy, and MJF gets the win. And then, like, you, you, the way the show ended, you completely forgot that Orange Cassidy or MJF won the match. Like, the whole focus was on Miro and freaking Kip Sabian. Like, it was pointless. Oh. That took away from a match just that just to showcase Miro more. Like I don't care. <laughs> like I like Miro, but like I don't I don't care. Like I'm not invested in him in AEW. Like there's no no real reason for me to be invested in him. You no, know, he comes in as like a poser gamer guy, and like yep. I really don't care. You no, know, more of a poser than Darby Allen is. But yeah, so so we have that. And we have Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega finally speaks um, on Dynamite. They go over pretty much, like I said, a bit more of what they talked about on Impact. And then Omega teases a couple things, but Don cuts them off, and you know, he's like, "Yeah, they're not ready for that yet." So like, let's, we'll uh, we'll save that for later. So definitely something big on the horizon between with uh, Callus and Omega and. Got to be another promotion that Impact or New Japan, NWA, something. There's got to be something going on. But um, Don Callis says, you guys wanted the best bout machine. You wanted the cleaner back. You have them, and you're not happy. And then you know, Omega hits the uh, so long and good night, and they leave. 
I have not been excited for the something like this big in wrestling in a long time. I don't like the girls he has out there with like the broomsticks. It looks like that looked kind of stupid. Yeah, that's kind of that's stupid. It's I don't like it. And, yeah. and his entrance is so damn long. <laughs> it's longer than Cody's. Uh, it's literally like three minutes longer than Cody's entrance. Oh, I was like, seriously? They, get like un- they want to get like under like, uh, entrances. They just no, need to walk I, to the ring floor. I like long entrances because it puts me in mind of like old, old school <laughs> wrestling where it took them like 20 minutes to come out. Well, I mean, that's fine, but like, I don't need Justin Roberts going the best bout machine. The seven yeah, star, like, whatever, sixteen time this, flying over North Carolina, like I don't need all that. <laughs> it's stupid. The undefeated singles. Like, <laughs> okay, that's great. Like we all know all this stuff. You don't need to keep going. No. But yeah, but I'm glad that they finally pulled the trigger and went the cleaner Kenny Omega, bringing that character back. Um, and like Callus pretty much said that you know they've had this in the works for like a year. He's like, you know, we didn't go beg. Omega said he didn't go beg and plead, you know, to get his family and friends in the company to get him a payday and all this other stuff. He's like, we bided our time, we waited for the perfect moment, and then we executed our plan. But I am I'm definitely interested in seeing where this goes. Is Omega going to be on Dynam- on Impact again next week? And is anyone from Impact going to show up on AEW? Uh, which I'm honestly surprised with the way that Impact before Impact ended with Rich Swan trying to get in to talk with Omega, and they told him he wasn't on the list. Like I'm surprised what Swan didn't show up on Dynamite and you know get in Omega's face. Who knows. Tessa Blunsert's going to show up and take the title off Omega. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. It's it's definitely exciting. I can't wait. All right. So, yeah. So, that was our Get in the Ring segment. Like I said, there was a lot to talk about. So... Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to hit you with the retro review. We're going to talk about the final WCW Nitro. And then we've got the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. We're going to get you week two and voting results for week one. Who came out on top? Who was the big winner? Big losers? Uh, We'll get you all that as well. And then finally, the theme of the week, which is my pick. I'm still undecided. We'll see by the end of the show if I have something for you. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. All right. right, So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay. We are back, y'all. Let's jump into the retro review. We are talking the final WCW Nitro broadcast 2001. Night of Champions. So pretty much every WCW title was on the line on this event. 
Uh, we kicked off the show with Vince McMahon uh, basically talking about how, you know, he's purchasing Nitro and, you know, they're planning a simulcast later on in the show and all this other stuff. Um, but then we kick off the show with the unification U.S. championship and the world title between Booker T and Scott Steiner. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a fast match. Um, it could have went a little longer, in my opinion. Um, mm, I guess. But it, <laughs> I just, it was I, good. I mean, I they, they got their don't spot, like though. Scott Steiner. Especially you don't like Scott Steiner? Not in that match, no. Did you get out? Dude, you there's, a, there's drop, a part right? in that match, and I even told Chris this. There's a part in that match where Steiner hits like a clothesline to Booker T, and he completely like doesn't even hit his arm, and he just does his like big pop up pump, big arm elbow drop. I'm like, dude, you're not a badass. Yeah, if you're that's... gonna fucking miss an elbow. Fucking hit the dude like dude. a man. And then act like you're a big buff dude. <laughs> Don't act like a pussy dude. and miss him. And then think you're this big badass. It's not what you are. Dude, it's a heel move. Yeah. The heel move. I don't mind that, like, the, the thing elbow. He just missed him. Like, it, it would just look Dude, big, big Papa Pump was on his game at the end of WCW, dude. Uh-huh, he was yeah. good. Uh, I think, honestly, I think he was better when he was um like early Steiner brothers. Like I think he kinda lost a lot. No, I was a, his, uh, I was big a, Papa Pump. I was a big I was a fan of Big Papa Pump. I mean yeah, I love Big Papa Pump. I mean, but like in ring in ring ability, I think you know Steiner Brothers Scott Steiner was way better than Big Papa Pump. I don't know. To me he just had he had more personality as uh like he was more of like a a character as Big Papa Pump than where when he was <laughs> Scott Steiner he was this like big stale, uh, my little brother, uh, the dog face gremlin that is out here barking and acting stupid <laughs> is like more of a no. Just don't ask him to teach you any math. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah. So Booker T ends up pick uh, picks up the win on this one, unifying the U.S. and WCW championships. Um, so basically, uh, WWE got rid of the uh, U.S. title, the WCW U.S. title, kept the the World Championship, uh, which when they brought in Booker T, he was the the WCW World Champion at the time of bringing him in. Oh, um, I I enjoyed the match. Like, like you said, it could have been a little longer. Like a lot of the matches on here could have been a little longer, but I think they tried to squeeze in as much as they could, just not knowing what was going to happen with with the simulcast and you know how long the other like segment WWE WWF at the time segments were going to run um, when they were kind of patching them in into the show. Um, Booker T's interview. Um, <laughs> dude, didn't that sound like he was giving like his, like it sounded like he was like at a job interview, like with Vince McMahon, like he gave him his pitch. <laughs> it was right on his resume. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Like it wasn't his it, it was, wasn't his best uh interview at all. It just seemed like it was like a guy just like, you know what, I I gotta just throw something out there, <laughs> maybe pencil something. <laughs> Oh man, it's yeah. It was like a lot of rambling. Yeah, it's basically what it was like. Man, but, uh, so yeah, but it was a pretty solid start to to the final Nitro. Um, you start off your show with a uh, your two biggest titles, and you go into a unification match with with your two biggest stars at the time. Um, going into that. Uh, then you have the Filthy Animals versus Three Count versus the Young Dragons. Uh, the winners of this match go on to face Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo for the Cruiserweight Tag Team titles later on in the show. Uh, the Filthy Animals end up picking up the win on this one. It was a great triple threat match. I mean, there's no nobody did Cruiserweights better than WCW. And that that's the biggest thing. Like, Impact with their X Division, you know, they're very close second. Uh, WWE failed miserably up until recently uh, trying to do cruiserweights, but nobody did the cruiserweight division better than WCW. As I uh, told uh, Chris and Carl before the podcast, um, I am very glad that Ray Mysterio wears the mask now. Uh, <laughs> let's just say he's not the most handsome guy I've ever seen. Just leave it uh, most of the, most of those guys that end up losing their mask in WCW, like you, you look at them and go, "Oh, that's why they wear a mask." <laughs> like him, Psychosis, Juventud Guerrero. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, but but but. But there is, you know what? There is a person who wore a mask who doesn't look bad without his mask, and that is uh, uh, Santos Escobar. Santos Escobar, Angel, Angel Garza. Garza, too. Yeah. Yep. Um, who else? Uh, Andrade. Andrade actually looks pretty good without a mask on. It's like Kurt Angle. Good enough for Charlotte Flair. <laughs> Mr. America. Oh God. <laughs> oh man. But that was um it was a pretty awesome triple ricochet, threat match. Ricochet so. can be added to that too. Yeah, Ricochet could be. You know, Prince Puma. Puma. So that was um so triple threat match, filthy animals win. So they'll go on later on in the night to take on um, Elix Skipper and Kid Romeo. I enjoyed this match. Like it was, it was a fun back and forth, great high flying match. Lots of cool spots yeah. on there. Uh, the Young Dragons. The team was pretty much made up of Cass Hayashi and Jimmy Yang, better known as Jimmy Wang Yang, Jimmy Wang, yeah. the uh, Asian oh, cowboy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Three count, of course, was uh, Evan Courageous and Shannon Shannon Moore. And, of course, Mr. Young Kidman for the Filthy Animals. Uh, Kidman did hit the uh, the Kid Mikazi, which is the uh, the shooting star press off the top rope to the outside. Lots of cool stuff. And you can see Mysterio starting to use what would go on to be the 619 quite a bit in these matches. 
towards the end of WCW, the the Tiger faint kick. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff. Uh, Let's see. So when we follow that up with the Cruiserweight title match, return match from WCW Greed, uh, Chavo Guerrero taking on the defending Shane Helms. Uh, Helms won the title off of Chavo at Greed. Um, They missed the... They really... They missed the camera angle on Helms like when he came out. <laughs> 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 he was like dancing and you could tell there was supposed to be like a camera in front of him. But like it was yeah. uh, like down the entrance ramp, awesome. so like you get this side view of <laughs> The thing that kills me with this too is like I guess WWE doesn't have the rights to Vertebraker. So they use some generic song in there for Helms. <laughs> and it's, it's so weird. <laughs> it doesn't fit. <laughs> and it's like, I noticed that when I was watching Greed, it's like, where's the Vertebraker song? You got these girls coming out dancing, and they're supposed to be dancing to Vertebraker, but they're dancing to some like generic ass, like stock music. Yeah. Because, no, <laughs> I don't want Vertebraker. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough, man. Like, sorry, <laughs> but uh, it was. This was a great matchup too. Like, like I said, like cruiserweight division, WCW owned it. Um, Chavo, Chavo was highly misunderused and underused, underutilized throughout majority of his WCW run, um, his entire WWE run um, until unless he was feuding with Mysterio. Uh, like we talked about earlier, like like Carl and I talked about earlier today, um, and Los Guerreros, like pretty much everything outside of that, Chavo was just not used to his potential. Yeah, you know? and, and we all know this, Helms went on to be the Hurricane and yeah. crush that gimmick. Yeah, this wasn't their best match, but because uh, I mean it was like I said, it was a a short match, but oh, the Greed was the a better match. Yeah, the Greed. The green match was pretty good. <sighs> Garrett didn't get to see a lot of this because his network wasn't cooperating with him. Fucking WWE <laughs> Network was fucking being stupid. It didn't let me watch anything on there. It didn't matter what I clicked on. And I tried to look it up and I found some like Irish dude recapping it. Oh, this is stupid. <laughs> It's like Rick Flair went on to do. I was like, oh man, okay. Uh, I clicked the wrong. Button. Did he say fella? Oh, I'm sure he did. I didn't watch enough of it. Fella! Fella! <laughs> Get your arse over here. <laughs> It was probably it was probably like a young Seamus recapping all this. <laughs> I would not surprise you. <laughs> oh man! So we go cruiserweight title match. Helms retained. Um, then we go to WCW tag team title match. The Natural Born Thrillers, uh, Chuck Palumbo and Sean O'Hare uh, defending the titles against Team Canada, which is Lance Storm and Mike Awesome. Uh, awesome and Storm picked up the win previous week on Nitro. Uh, which got them this tag title match? You know what? I, um, on the final this week's. Cycle. You know what? I, you know what I don't get though <laughs> is uh, Mike Mike Awesome's name. Like he's the Canadian killer. 
So, the Canadian. That means like he's killing Canadians. So why? <laughs> why is he on Team Canada? <laughs> Where you I mean, the much ever so you got to be on <laughs> Team Canada. Remember when he was the 70s guy? He was the fat chick thriller. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the Canadian killer over the fat chick thriller. So. I don't know. <laughs> I'd rather throw some fat chicks than uh, <laughs> kill some Canadians. They're like the nicest people. The has got like awesome feuding with the insane clown posse. Come on. <laughs> the best the best thing to come out of that was him power bombing Shaggy Two Dope off the top of his bus. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> But the, this was a pretty, this was a solid match. Any match with Lance Storm, like honestly, and Mike Awesome too, is going to be a great matchup. Um, Natural Born Thil- Thrillers did retain. Um, Palumbo and Hare did go on to WWE as the WCW Tag Team Champions um, when they brought them in for the Invasion story arc, storyline, or whatever that failed miserably. Um, but we'll talk about that another time. But. <laughs> I love Palumbo and O'Hare as a tag team. Like they like at first it was Jindrak and O'Hare, and then they kind of did like this tag swap. And it was like Palumbo and Stasiak. Then it became Stasiak and Jindrak, and then Palumbo and O'Hare. And I thought Palumbo and O'Hare gelled better than Jindrak and O'Hare did. Like Sean O'Hare had like huge star potential. Before he it was a great match. went to WWE and became the your content or something. He kept on telling you to tell your wife or something. I can forget. Yeah. Yeah, he was supposed to be like a motivational speaker type thing. And then like they flipped it and then he was like your like the devil on your shoulder type of thing. Then they tried to pair him up with Jake the Snake Roberts and like he just was not getting over with the WWE crowd. That was uh, Roddy Piper, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was yeah, it was Piper. Yeah, it was Piper. They paired him up with. Yep. Yeah. But still, like even go. even with Piper, they he couldn't get over with the crowd, yeah. which which sucked because he was a phenomenal talent. So he had the look, he had you know the build, the athleticism. He just just could not get over with WWE. You know? And I think if they would have kept him and Palumbo together, they probably could have gotten over more as a tag team than they would have as singles competitors. Because literally, they gave Palumbo the same gimmick that Undertaker was doing at that same time. So you had two guys on the same show coming to the ring on motorcycles. Yeah, but then they uh, made a lot of... Then they paired him up with Made Billy. a lot of sense. He had Billy and Chuck. Yeah, and Chuck. That was, that was good. I did enjoy Billy and Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the uh, LGBTQ plus uh, community definitely did not enjoy that when they uh, completely uh, threw out that wedding angle they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we talked about that another time too. <laughs> but uh, like I said, the natural born thrillers retained. Uh, then we go on to uh, Sean Stasiak versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Basically, this match, if Bam Bam wins, Stasiak gets tattooed. 
So Bam Bam brought the tattoo gun and everything to the ring. Uh, I believe Sazak ended up decking him with the briefcase and picked up the win. So uh, Stasiak escaped getting a tattoo. Oh, wasn't bad. Like it was, it was a decent matchup. No, I, I did not like the pairing of Stasiak and Stacy Keyboarder. Just I don't know. Just, it didn't gel very well for me. So. No, it didn't. I still like her legs. So. Gotta love Stacy Keys. Yeah, it does. It does like Super Stacy was the best. Oh yeah. So we go from that into the the cruiserweight tag team titles being defended. Filthy animals winning that triple threat match earlier in the night. Elix Skipper, primetime Elix Skipper, and Kid Romeo. Now, here's the thing that bugs me about this. They can use Elix Skipper's music, but they couldn't use Vertebreaker. What pissed me off is why didn't WWE uh, uh, sign Elix Skipper? I don't know. Like, I honestly have no clue on that one. Maybe he turned the offer down. Oh. He didn't want to go to WWE. So, I don't know. But as or, his, or maybe Vince didn't see anything. Else, I have the cruiserweights, man. He was one of the better ones. And then everybody, definitely knows, was. everybody knows his infamous uh, when he was tag team partners with uh, Christopher Daniels. And then they had that. Uh, I think it was like Lethal Lockdown. And he walked the cage. Yep. He did the Hurricane Rana. Hurricane Rana. Yeah. Yep. Prime time, baby. Prime time. He looks. He looks skipper. Has some skills, man. Like, I think. I, I think TNA was the best place for him to go because I don't think he would have been utilized very well in WWE. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think they would have known what to do with him, but like. Him going to Impact and the TNA, pairing him up with Daniels, Triple uh, X, it was probably the best thing that they could do for him or that he could do for his career. And then Kid Romeo, just I don't know what happened to him. Like he popped up recently at Zack Ryder's gym. Like Ryder's literally like working out in the gym and like Kid Romeo recognized who he was. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm Kid Romeo, you know, WCW Cruiserweight Tag Champion. And like they got a picture together, and the uh, rider posted it on his Twitter. <laughs> so, so Kid Romeo was still alive, in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> so we go from that. Uh, filthy animals end up picking up the win. Uh, Kidman would be the only one going to WWE, so they got rid of the the cruiserweight tag titles. Um, as Mysterio didn't join for a while after the uh, closure of WCW. Uh, main event, Ric Flair versus Sting. One final time, WCW Nitro, closing out the show, handshake, hug. Make out a little bit. Like, it's the same, like, yeah, it's the same, like, Sting and Flair match that you've seen numerous times over and over again, but just a little more emotion behind it with it being the, the final time. I mean, they... At least at this point, the fucking never wrestle. Yeah, each other. I mean, Ric Flair hit his until Sting hit his greatest hits. You know. <laughs> yep. The flop, the toss off the top rope, yeah. figure four, the woos, the chops. <laughs> but it was still, it was still a good match. So. And 
Like there wasn't a single bad match in this Nitro when you go back and watch it. Like all the bad stuff, like the cringy stuff, was all the WWE Vince McMahon stuff that they kept piping into. You no, know, I mean I kinda enjoyed some of like it. The, you mean like the, the part where Vince is on the phone, like cracking up, and some woman comes in there and he's got a lot of kiss all over. I didn't even see that. No one Smart Trish Stratus. I don't know who it was. I wasn't even paying attention. I saw yeah, there's one with uh, Trish, Trish on the couch, and like he's feeding Trish strawberries or something. And then the, that's the, the thing, though. Did and, you see the champagne, then, like the champagne pop? And then there was like the fizz was on the ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, then, like Michael, Michael, young Michael Cole with his with his blonde oh tips and his like tight ass yeah. <laughs> comes walking in. But uh, I mean, they could have did more uh, with the company. It's kind of like Vince did kind of shit on the the WCW fans because it's like if you're trying to, I mean, I understand yeah. he was trying to push the heel angle, you know, but also like yep. he could have embraced the WCW fans a little bit better than what they did. Um. Uh, but the uh, well, this is the biggest thing though is like a lot of the WCW fans were still WWF fans because there's like people like you and I that watch both. Yeah, I mean at this time I was mainly watching. Um, mm. I was mainly watching WWE. Like I paid a little bit of attention to WCW, but I didn't have cable at the time, and so you know I didn't get to see Nitro or Thunder. Um, and I mainly yeah. watched like see, SmackDown. I would- I was watching both like 2001 still before like the DVR. So like I was recording WWF and flipping back and forth between the channels between WWF and WCW. And then I'd record the immediate replay of WCW. And that's like, I was trading tapes with my friends because I'm the one that had cable and like the tape would circulate through them. And then we start the whole process over the following Monday. But yeah, um, but when um, um, when Vince, you know, came out to do his thing, um, I got a phone call from uh, my uncle, and he was telling me that Shane was on WCW, and I ran to my neighbor's house. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> two two minutes away. Uh, uh, went, you know, Devin knocked on his door, just opened his door, went in, because uh, he was watching it. He had a uh, uh, WWE playing on one TV and WCW playing on another TV, like it wasn't simulcast or something. <laughs> um, which, which is weird because you get the the like weird echo, which I thought was like because he had both TVs yeah. on, but it was actually just the audio for some some reason. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think WWE usually ran on like a three second yeah. delay. But uh. But yeah, um, I I had like high hopes after this, like when like they announced that Shane owned the company and he declared that he was going to war with his dad, and like WCW was going to rise again and all that. Like I uh, I had high hopes, you know. I was thinking like next WrestleMania was going to be Goldberg versus Steve Austin, you know, all these matches that everybody had dreamed of. Yeah. Um. You know, NWO versus DX and all that stuff. But 
Yep. But unfortunately, the majority of those contracts were owned by AOL, and they did not accept any buyouts from WWE because it was more it was worth their while to take a break, sit at home, and collect the guaranteed money from AOL. And that's exactly what Hogan did, Hall, Nash, a couple of the like DDP, like all your top name talent. That, that's what they did. That's why the invasion angle failed. Is because you didn't have like those top tier guys from WCW on WWE programming until years after. And in some cases, decades later, and you know, would sting. Like if they would have had just one person, like Sting or you know, DDP, someone like that, like that star power, that draw, like the invasion probably would have went a little better. But it was just then it got even worse when they added Stephanie McMahon and like, oh, I own ECW. Like it was it was pretty bad when like the bigger name talent hit that WCW ECW alliance were ECW guys. Yeah. And then you had to put Austin in there just to just to get them over. Then that's when the infamous what chant was born. What? <laughs> so, yeah, so it was definitely history making with that final WCW Nitro, uh, the first time ever uh, simulcast WWF WCW. Vince McMahon being on both shows, uh, Shane McMahon appearing on both shows, and unfortunately that did start one of the the worst storylines in in wrestling history with the invasion. Um, I think next month we'll, we'll break down the invasion. <laughs> what do you feel about that, Garrett? Something stupid and shit <laughs> I'll have to watch. <laughs> You're too... You probably... You're probably too young to even remember half of what nope. went on. Nope. I don't know what it stands for. What does this stand for? <laughs> it stands for is World... World Class... Is it World, world Class... First Wednesday? <laughs> it's World Continental... World Championship, bro. Is it... <laughs> Don't don't give him like WCCCCW. Uh, Come on, uh, women's chlamydia wrestling. Women crush Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so we're gonna continue our month of final broadcast next week. We're gonna do the December thirtieth, two thousand ECW Hardcore TV, which is the final ECW broadcast prior to. Literally, like, days before their final pay-per-view, before ECW declared bankruptcy. I thought it was doing one-night stand. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we're not, we're not doing... Um, <laughs> that does not count. <laughs> so, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this one, because I don't remember... I've never seen the final ECW pay-per-view and I've never, I don't recall seeing this final edition of ECW hardcore TV. 
because once they lost the TNN deal, like it was hard to watch to find ECW on on yeah. TV again because it was on like some some weekends it was on like that Madison Square Garden network at like three o'clock in the morning, and sometimes it wasn't. So like you'd set the DV, you'd set the VCR for it to record at that time, and you'd either get ECW or you'd get some like some old Yankees baseball game. Oh. So it was um, definitely a rough, or not rough, but it was like it was like playing roulette with the VCR. So. All right, so that's the retro review. Let's get into the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. Week two shows, and this, of course, is sponsored once again by the DailyShopStop.com, your one-stop shop for all your cool gadgets and workout gear. Uh, I forgot to double-check, make sure the promotion was still running, but I'm pretty sure it is. Which that promotion was 50% off site-wide and free shipping on all orders over $100. Boop, boop. Terrible host, man. We should have we should have this stuff. Maggie sale, fifty percent off entire store and free shipping on orders over a hundred dollars. It is still rolling. You can get yourself some Christmas ornaments in here too. That's pretty solid. Some snowflakes, some little Santa Claus things. Holla, holla, get holla. some sneakers. Oh, they got some nice LED lights on here that are Bluetooth enabled. Hell to the yeah. That's the dailyshopstop.com. Yeah. Check that out. So. Yeah, dummy. Yeah. All right. So voting results for week one of month three. Uh, money shot. Pity, Look at I apparently you. got some pity votes. Three. You guys. Yeah. I think you guys felt bad. Uh, you like. guys started voting for looked. me. And you know what? I don't even care. <laughs> I'm so great about it. <laughs> So Money Shot took the win with three. Uh, Carl Saturday Night Special picked it up with two, and yeah. I got one. Garrett's girlfriend's still voting for me, so you know I'm staying in there. Awesome. All right, so who wants to start off this I week? Can go ahead and go if you want. Oh. I don't mind. All right, I can go ahead and go. Cool with we'll it. Go. All right. All right. Uh, I could be like Carl, coming at you live from a uh, from a bar. Oh, I love Carl. All right. <clears throat> You know, coming out of the Money Shot Stadium in Melbourne, Australia, this is Money Shot. And tonight, we got a doozy. Our first match of the night sees one Randall Keith Wharton versus one Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin picked up the win with a pay dirt, and he will face the winner of. Jericho and Seth Rollins later tonight for next week for the, a chance at the pay-per-view against Big E for the Money Shot title. 
Mets 2 sees the DIY versus the Hardy Boys. The DIY is coming out pretty pit from last week. And they end up picking up a win. Hitting double kicks on Jeff Hardy to pick it up. Gargano takes on the mic. They say they never should have lost their titles anyway. And at the pay-per-view, Shane has given them another shot to reclaim their tag title. My match three sees Chris Jericho versus Seth Rollins. Jericho hits the Judas effect to pin Rollins, which means next week we're getting Jericho versus Benjamin, winner faces Biggie. My match four is Rhea Ripley versus Mercedes Martinez for the Women's Championship. Ripley hits the Riptide on Martinez to become new Women's Champion. And my match five is Keith Lee versus Kenny Omega for the U.S. Championship. Match ends in a double countout. And Keith Lee hits a big bang catastrophe through the announce table, and neither man can make it back into the ring to the ten count. And money shot in. I mean, holla, let's, holla, be, holla. let's be honest here. Okay. Let's be honest here. <laughs> Who in their right mind doesn't want to see Keith Lee versus Kenny Omega? <laughs> I don't. You're a lion sack of shit. <laughs> Keith Lee versus Omega. That is that would be a solid matchup, honestly. I'm, I'm here to hear a real card. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Here, let me let me start it off. Wait, wait. Can I start it? Yeah, can I start it? Uh, start off, start off, Garrett. Coming to you live. From a bar in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. So what's pulling up to the bar? Pulling up to a limo. Inside the limo is a man wearing a mask. Who this strange man is, nobody knows. (laughs) Well, guess what? Garrett... (laughs) Garrett is actually leading on to something. There is a masked man here tonight. And he is going to be the surprise partner <laughs> of, um, of, um, fucking, uh, Eddie Gilbert. Fucking Garrett threw me off. But yeah, Eddie Gilbert is the surprise <laughs> partner. <laughs> but he's not the guy in the limo. In the limo, out pop, the rock. Jonathan Coachman runs up to the rock and, uh, he says, Rock, uh, I believe you're just uh, minutes away from um, the opening match uh, for the qualifying uh, tournament for the uh, Southeastern United States Heavyweight t- uh, Championship. And The Rock says, what was the name of that title? And uh, Jonathan Custom's like, the Southeastern. And The Rock says, it doesn't matter what the name of the title is. The Rock is going to come in, he's going to win this match, and he's going to win this damn tournament. Uh, so that leads us into our first uh, match. Uh, it's in a tournament for the Southeastern uh, United States Heavyweight Championship. Uh, and that is The Rock versus Jay Lethal. Uh, the Rock, of course, 
picked up uh, the win after hitting Jaliso with a rock bottom and then a people's elbow. Uh, most electrifying news in sports entertainment. Uh, something that we was missing for money shot. Uh, match two sees uh, Brian Christopher uh, of the uh, uh, Memphis Mafia stable taking on Mr. Perfect. Uh, Mr. Perfect is able to pick up uh, the win with some interference from Ric Flair, but uh, even though they do pick up the win, uh, it gets uh, involved into a backstage brawl where Brian Christopher and Dangerous Doug Gibbert lock Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect in a room, uh, which will lead into the uh, the match later on tonight. Uh, as the main event, um, in the main event, the commentators are telling you it's going to be Arn and Tully Anderson versus Eddie Gilbert and a mystery, uh, a mystery uh, tag partner uh, for the tag team championships. That's right, the tag team championships are going to be on the line tonight. Speaking of um, uh, Dangerous Doug Gilbert, he's next up uh, in a match against. Uh, Scott Steiner. Uh, Scott Steiner picks up the win on Dangerous Doug Gilbert uh, with a Steiner recliner. Um, the uh, last match uh, for the first round of the uh, the title tournament uh, sees tag team partner versus tag team partner Rob Van Dam uh, versus Sabu. Uh, Bill Fonzo is actually going to be the referee on this one. Uh, he's putting down his managerial duties and actually is going back to his uh, old job as a referee because he wants to call it down the middle. Uh, RVD and Sabu have one hell of a match, but RVD picked up the win with the Van Daminator pinning Sabu cleanly, which leads us to the fifth and final match of the night. Tag Team Championships are on the line. Arn and Tully come out. And out comes Eddie Gilbert. And who is his tag team partner? And new member of the Memphis Mafia? Why, it's Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, and Eddie Gilbert and Macho Man... Picks up the win after Macho Man hits the flying elbow on Arn Anderson for the victory. And your new tag team champions are Eddie Gilbert and Macho Man Randy Savage. And the clo uh, show closes out. Oh yeah, Macho Man. Get that. Man, Carl. on his debut, Garrett. <laughs> I forgot you had Macho Man on did. your roster. <laughs> He's just been like chilling on the wayside. <laughs> had to wait for his contract to be bought out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's save the best for last. 
You're a sole survivor heat wave. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Heat Wave. Tonight we have the finals in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament as Ember Moon takes on Taya Valkyrie. The winner will advance to the second round. We also have the contract signing between Jordan Grace and Mickey James for the Heat Wave Championship that will take place at Holiday Hell. So let's get into it with our first match. Tag team match tonight. We have Vicious and Delicious taking on the Divas of Doom. Uh, match goes to a double counter as both teams end up brawling outside the ring. Officials try to separate these four beasts, but to no avail. They just keep beating the crap out of each other up the ramp to the back. Full on chaos as Nyla Rose ends up driving Beth Phoenix through a table and then sets her sights on Natty. Her and Mandy Rose just completely destroy Natalia as Beth is laid out through the table. And we fade to black to commercial. When we come back, we have a singles matchup. Rosemary taking on Velvet Sky um, as Demon Bunny and the beautiful people will lock up at Holiday Hell for the Heat Wave Tag Team Championships defended by Rosemary and Allie. Uh, Velvet picks up the win with a roll-up and a handful of tights off the distraction from Madison Rain, which leads Allie to come down to ringside to help out Rosemary and save her from a beatdown from the beautiful people. Uh, then we get into a Fatal 4-Way number one contender match. The winner will face Mia Yim at Holiday Hell for the Heat Wave Television Championship. We have Piper Niven taking on Hamada, Rachel Ellering, and Nikki Cross. Piper Niven picks up the win, hitting Rachel Ellering with the snake bite. Uh, singles matchup, Casey Carlisle taking on Kira Hogan. Uh, Carlisle makes quick work of Hogan after hitting her modified STF for the win. Uh, Intercontinental title tournament. Your main event tonight, Ember Moon taking on Taya Valkyrie. Ember picks up the win and will advance to the finals or quarterfinals, semifinals, whatever, to the next round <laughs> over Taya. And then a contract signing, Jordan Grace and Mickey James. Of course, stare down ensues after the contract is signed. There is no talking between the two of them. Straight up stare down. Eyes don't go off of each other at all. Then all hell breaks loose like every contract signing in the history of professional wrestling ever. Grace slaps Mickey James across the face. Mickey flies over the table, taking Grace down. Officials finally out to break it up, and the show closes with Mickey and Jordan in separate corners being held apart by the Heat Wave officials. Um, I have a complaint about your show. Well... Oh. I got a complaint about your show. How come uh, uh, the beautiful people are all out there, but the other person isn't out there, and they had to come make a save out to the ring? They should have been out there with it. I don't understand. Rosemary said she wanted to do it by herself. That's what I figured. (laughs) I mean, but, you know, beautiful people, man, they, they stick together. They do. The beautiful people go everywhere together. Bathroom, tanning booth. Ew. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> I was waiting for that. 
<laughs> so, all right. So there are your shows for this week for week two. Um, look for the poll on Twitter so you can vote for who had the better show this week. Um, just remember the week four voting results will tally everything up after week four and the show with the least amount of votes will be singing some random karaoke songs, which I have a feeling it might be right. me you're going to get like five. It's all good. I get zero this week. So that's all good. As long as Garrett's <laughs> girlfriend keeps voting for me, that's all that matters. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I need one vote every, every week. Oh, every amazing. So, <laughs> oh man so awesome so that is going to wrap up our show this week thank you all for tuning in um uh, looks like it's going to be another long show because <laughs> we had a lot to talk about uh but it's all good that's what we're here for so on that note we're going to leave you with the theme of the week and god damn it this week's theme is <laughs> shane helms motherfucking vertebraker because fuck WWE and not getting the rights to that awesome theme song. That's what's going on. So thank you all for checking this out. Uh, On behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Garrett G Money Mun, Carl the Tennessee Jesus Crossland, thank you all for tuning in this week, and we will catch you guys next week with a brand new episode. This has been episode 70 of the WrestleGenom Podcast. You got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> oh man, you took my chain, man. My grandma gave me that chain. All out pops, non stop till you drop. Make you say pretty please with sugar on top. Vertebraker, we'll break your spine.